Welcome to the show about your kid's secret life, an inside peek at what today's kids are really doing online and with technology. Each week, you'll hear the latest trends and get tips to keep them safe while keeping your sanity. So here are your hosts, cybersecurity experts, best-selling authors, and parents of four teens, Lisa and Chris Good. Hey everyone, welcome to the show that lets you see behind the curtain of what today's kids are doing with technology. I'm Lisa Good. And I'm Chris Good. So we've had the FIRE social media challenge, along with the outlet challenge, and that, you can't forget this one, the skull breaker challenge. Now, just when you thought we'd hit rock bottom, could there be a new one? Could there? Well, yeah. I think this one uh, we're going to mention now is probably, well, I'd say most definitely the most disgusting. I, I think I would absolutely agree with that. Now, parents, just get ready. Now, it's called the Coronavirus Challenge. As if the coronavirus outbreak couldn't get any worse, some TikTok users have been posting short clips prompted by the pandemic. While most posts seem harmless, others show users purposely putting themselves at risk of contracting the virus. Like TikTok influencer Ava Louise, who shared a video last week of herself licking a toilet seat in an airplane bathroom. She tweeted the video and wrote... Please RT, which is retweet this, so people can know how to properly be sanitary on the airplane. It appears she was poking fun at the informative public service announcement messages that have been circulating on social media to help combat the virus. While her version of the coronavirus challenge doesn't appear to have caught on, it's still something you may want to talk with your kids about. Because, you know, kids are kids. And they tend to do some dumb things, you know. And if you want to have that conversation with them, if you go to our Facebook account, which is Your Kid's Secret Life, you will see that I've posted a screenshot of the video. Now, I didn't post the video because it's actually disgusting, but it will give you a chance to have that conversation with your kids. And when they say, Mom, they are not, no one's doing that. No one's licking a toilet seat. You'll be able to say, no, really, they are. Here's proof. Now, on a more positive note, I'd like to applaud all the celebrities that are actually taking to social media and encouraging people to stay home to protect others. It's great to see some of them being positive role models instead of the usual negative role models, especially because right now your kids are watching. Since the news of today is dominated by this pandemic, and we're hearing a lot about fake news and misinformation, let's talk about where kids, particularly high school students, are getting most of their news and why this trend may be important for you as a parent, teacher, or family member. So unless you've been living on an island somewhere with no internet, you know the news isn't what it used to be. What was once only shared by newspapers, radio, and TV now comes in Snapchat stories, Instagram, Facebook Live broadcasts, Twitter conversations, and through other social media platforms. And that is where 83% of high school kids are going to get their news. Whether it's about politics, sports, their favorite celebrities, or as of right now, information or misinformation about this coronavirus. So through speaking with some teens, it's interesting to know that they aren't going to specific news sites to pick and choose articles to read, but rather they're checking certain apps where the news has been pre-selected for them. 
An example is I have an iPhone. So anyone that has an iPhone, including me, you know you're able to swipe to the left and see the top stories in the news section. Yeah, you know that Apple is pre-selecting what shows up there. Someone on their staff is saying, hey, these are the stories that we think are most important, and that's what we're going to show to the 100 million iPhone users we have. Which also include your kids. And like we've said before, most kids are no longer on Facebook. Yeah, you know, there's this joke in our house. They call it mom book because that's where myself and all the moms are. Now, seriously, the majority of teens say they rely on Snapchat, Instagram, and Twitter, with most kids turning to Snapchat stories and Instagram memes to get their news in real-time updates. Instagram memes? I mean, how could you get any kind of news from that? Well, what happens is that kids or young adults create images or videos about the news or the day. For high school kids, they're mainly looking at meme accounts created by other kids. So it's kind of like watching a late night show like The Tonight Show or The Late Show? Yes, and the kids are there to laugh, and what happens is they end up absorbing some news along the way. And why they really like this format is because it's written by their peers and not us stuffy old adults. So Dan, a high school freshman, says, I don't learn current events from the news. I see it on Instagram or TikTok. And Isabella, a high school senior, says she can't remember the last time she picked up a newspaper. She said, very rarely. I'll read the newspaper over my mom's shoulder for a few minutes, and then I get bored. It doesn't surprise me at all that she doesn't read the newspaper. You know, young people rank the lowest among daily newspaper readers because they didn't grow up with it. They're not addicted. When's the last time you picked up a newspaper, Lisa? Well, actually, I skim and read the news about every day. It's just no longer the get ink all over my fingers kind of newspaper. Although I prefer that kind, just like I prefer a real book, something I can hold in my hands. But I must say, having digital newspapers and books has made it a lot easier when I travel because I don't have to lug a bunch of books around. And I can read more newspapers now and more books come on my phone, my computer, and my tablet. I really honestly can't imagine what the house would look like if I got all the physical newspapers that I read digitally. Now, I think there's another aspect of this. Today's teenagers actually do read all day. They just read memes, posts, and tweets. It's just about everything they read is transitory and of a casual nature. If it's not entertaining, funny, light, and fluffy, it won't capture their attention. Well, I believe that using social media as a source for news consumption comes with pros and cons. So on one hand, social media offers the speed and accessibility for news to break quickly. But on the other hand, anyone can post any information for the public to see without it being verified or fact-checked. Yeah, like, you know, some of those rumors where... They said a famous celebrity died when they really didn't. Or, you know, your favorite football player switching teams when they're really not. Exactly. Which is what sometimes leads to the truth being misconstrued. It's like the game where one person starts a story and the next person adds to it and it keeps changing as it goes. It's easy for kids to be fooled by fake news. Less than half of kids ages 10 to 18 say they can spot fake news. 
and almost a third of kids admit that some of the stories they shared were fake, yet they still pass them along on social media. But here's some good news. Most kids trust their family for news. And that's you guys, moms, dads, aunts, uncles, and, well, not me, but grandparents. 66% say they trust the news they hear from family a lot, with teachers being the second most trusted source. However, when asked to select their preferred news source, online social media sources went out hands down. We all want and need today's kids to be good citizens. It doesn't matter what side of the political fence you sit on. But to do that, it means kids must understand what's happening in the world and apply critical thinking skills to the information they're reading or watching from all sources. Now, there used to be a time when logic was a mandatory class in school. But today, that's no longer the case. Now, the only kids that take logic are the ones in debate or those who want to be lawyers. So what can you do? Well, here are a few books that you could have your kids read or you could actually read together as a family. With most kids at home right now and some are on the way and no school in sight, this would give you something else to let them do besides being attached to their screens. And most of these are available on Amazon. You may also want to check your local library when they open back up to see if they have copies. So the first one is The Fallacy Detective. It's basically 38 lessons on how to recognize bad reasoning. This is great for kids 12 and older. It's available in paperback, Kindle, and Audible. Number two is The Thinking Toolbox, which is 35 lessons that will build your reasoning skills. This is also great for kids 12 and older and is available in paperback and Kindle. Number three is Logical Fallacy Monsters, an illustrated guide to logical fallacies. This one is paperback only. Number four is An Illustrated Book of Bad Arguments. This handy guide is here to bring the internet age a much-needed dose of old-school logic, really old-school, like a la Aristotle, and is one of my favorites. It's available as a book, Kindle, and Audible. Number five is the Socratic logic. This uses the Socratic manner and from a common sense, realistic point of view. It prepares students for reading great books rather than Dick and Jane and other fluffy stuff. Now, I'm not saying that fluffy stuff is all bad. There just should be a good mix. Number six is the tools of argument. How the best lawyers think, argue, and win. Even though this book says it's for lawyers... I think this should be required reading for all high school age kids. Now, it's available also as a book, Kindle, and Audible. So these next few are some of my favorites from the Critical Thinking Company, which are available at criticalthinking.com. Number one is James Madison Critical Thinking Course. This one's best for your older kids. Number two is the Red Herring Mysteries. And number three is What Would You Do? Now, if you have an Audible account and your kids love audiobooks, you can also search Logic on Audible.com. There are some really great books on Logic that they could listen to. So we all want our kids to be independent thinkers and to ask critical thinking questions. But they won't be able to do that if they've never been taught how. Unfortunately for most kids, this is something they don't learn in school. If you want them to know how, it's up to you to be the teacher or give them the resources and guidance they need to learn it on their own. Well, stay tuned for our next topic, 
Wouldn't it be great to stay up to date without being overwhelmed? It's possible and easy. Just sign up for our free cyber alert emails. We take the guesswork out of knowing what's going on with kids and technology. We provide the essentials that parents, grandparents, and adults working with children should know in today's digital world. Just visit yourkidssecretlife.com forward slash radio and sign up today. Hey everyone, welcome to the show that lets you see behind the curtain of what today's kids are doing with technology. I'm Lisa Good. And I'm Chris Good. Let's kick this off today with ways to entertain your kids during the coronavirus outbreak. Or really any time, I guess. We've got suggestions for everyone, from your future Picassos to the next Indiana Jones. Here's some ideas to keep them occupied and keep your sanity. Now, not many of us are happy about spending hours, days, and weeks at home. And for those with kids, the thought of that, plus keeping them calm and doing their schoolwork remotely, well, doesn't feel great. Yeah, it's sort of similar to riding a roller coaster at Universal Studios after you've just eaten a corn dog and a funnel cake and six sodas. Ugh. Yeah, not something most of us want to do, let alone do it every day for weeks to come. Well, with schools closed and all school activities canceled, as well as museums, parks, and movie theaters closed, many parents are finding themselves in a place of desperation and may cave into the screen time babysitter just to find some peace and quiet. Well, I'm here to tell you that you don't have to do that. Yeah, there's plenty of things the kids can do, of course, after they finish their schoolwork, but they don't involve social media or gaming. And yes, they are fun. Yeah, some are even fun and educational, so your kids won't even realize that they're learning. So let's cover the virtual or streaming ideas first. Visit a zoo or two from home. Now, kids love animals, and even though you can't physically go to the zoo, not right now anyway, there are multiple zoos and aquariums that are offering live webcam viewings of their animals. So here are just a few. The San Diego Zoo the Houston Zoo, the Georgia Aquarium, and the Monterey Bay Aquarium, which is one of the largest in the world. Now, the kids will be able to watch live webcam viewings of pandas, elephants, giraffes, rhinos, leafcutter ants, penguins, jellyfish, sharks, sea otters, and beluga whales, just to name a few. Wow, I think I'm going to take a day off and do a virtual zoo tour and the aquarium tour myself. Now, the next idea on the list comes from our neighbors up north in Canada, Farm Food 360. They have virtual farm tours online. There's 11 virtual tours from apple orchards to pig farms. Now, you can find this one at farmfood360.ca. That sounds like so much fun. So, do you have a kid who loves the opera? Or maybe you're just like me and you love the opera. And you want your kids to get a taste of it and maybe start to like it. Well, guess what? Now you can do that for free by the one and only Met Opera in New York City. I'm so excited about this one, I can hardly contain myself. Every night that the Met Opera is closed, they're going to stream one of their previous performances. And the best part is... If you don't want to watch it at night, they're going to leave that performance up for 24 hours until the next one where you can watch it at any time. You can check this out at metopera.org. Now, many of the world's best museums are online also. Well, they don't have to have every square inch of the museum online, 
but there is enough to keep you and your kids very happy. And one of the easiest places to check out all the museums is artsandculture.google.com. They have a list of over 3,000 plus museums from all over the world. Your kids could spend days virtually touring fine art and museums from the comfort of your couch. And while we're talking about fine art, wondering what to do with those tween or teen Picassos? Well, there's no shortage of free art lessons and tutorials online. Author and illustrator Jay Garrett something or other is hosting daily drawing classes. And animator Mo Williams is hosting daily cartooning classes. Now, the Art Sherpa has a number of painting tutorials, but they're on YouTube also. Then there's Skillshare.com, a membership site that has tons of classes. And the best thing with this site is that it also offers a lot of free classes that your aspiring artists can watch and learn from, all without using a credit card. Not only are the world's museums online, but you can also take virtual field trips to many of the national parks and historical places around the world. Here are just a few. Glacier National Park, Yosemite National Park, Badlands National Park, the Great Wall of China, Rome, Italy, London, and your kids can even go to Mars. Plus, discoveryeducation.com has free virtual field trips. One of the current ones is Tundra Connections, where your kids will get to see and learn about polar bears. If you have any kids who love the medieval period of history, there are many virtual tours of the historic castles in Europe, as well as tours and YouTube videos of armories and the armor. And for your high school kids, there's a fantastic resource to give them a taste of what college lectures will look like. Plus, they can start learning now from home. The Great Courses Plus monthly membership at $10 a month, it's a bargain, and right now they're offering a free 30-day trial. They have over 700 courses taught by professors and subject matter experts from the world's most prestigious universities like MIT, Yale, and Harvard. These courses can be streamed on Apple TV, Roku, Chromecast, and Amazon Fire TV, as well as numerous apps on all mobile devices. You know, I've got to tell you, you might say, I don't think my kids will like that, but I have four kids, and they do like it a lot. Now, I had one that kind of balked at the beginning and said, oh my goodness, it's so boring. But now he really enjoys them, so you should check them out. And there's also edx.org, which offers 2,500 plus courses from the top colleges. Many of them are self-paced and are free. They have something for every high school age kid and for those academically advanced and serious middle schoolers. Now, we didn't forget about those aspiring chefs, did we? Oh, no. We See, we have one of those in our house, and I'm going to tell you, sometimes it's a blessing, and, well, other times it's a curse, because who wants to tell your kid, you know, that what they just made wasn't good? In fact, we should just throw it away and not even give it to the dogs. I agree. Well, there are a lot of cooking shows with and for kids. There's MasterChef Junior, Chop Junior, Rachel vs. Guy Kids Cook-Off, just to name a few, and I think they're all available on Amazon. They are, and most of the famous chefs also have YouTube pages, and there are tons of videos of them cooking on there. Our daughter, she would just watch those all day long if we let her. I know it's easy and convenient to just use screens all the time, 
but why not throw in some fun, non-tech stuff as well? You could add some STEAM while you've got them home. What's STEAM? Well, STEAM stands for Science, Technology, Engineering, Art, and Math. You'd be surprised at what you can do with what you have laying around at home. Now, you have plenty of everyday items that can be used to explore science, math, and engineering. Hey, not let's not leave out the arts now. Okay, well, some art projects can inspire science investigations. So here are a few examples. Trace the sun's movement by drawing your shadow every hour. Or you could have them put a piece of celery in a jar with water in it and add some food coloring and have them watch what happens to it over the next few days. Then there's making rock candy or growing crystals at home. It's really simple and easy and just takes a few ingredients. Yep, you can do the baking soda and Diet Coke volcano. Or as a chemical engineer, these are two of my favorites, and kids like them a lot. Create some non-Newtonian fluid recipes, otherwise known as silly putty, gack, or slime. And you could make some coffee ground fossils. Now, doesn't that sound interesting? This basically just takes your old coffee grounds, water, some flour, a little bit of salt, and a lot of imagination. And now, as you do these projects, ask your kids, what do you think will happen next? Or what do you think will happen when... You know, this teaches kids how to make predictions, encourages kids to express their observations, and lets them share the reasons for something occurring in an experiment. They are learning the scientific method and will come in handy as they go through school. Let's switch gears and talk about how to keep kids moving. Whether you live in an apartment or you have a yard, your kids need to move. Or they might just drive you crazy. Oh, yeah. So when they're at school, they have recess or it's called lunchtime in some parts of the country. And of course, there's gym class. Finding ways to keep kids active while at home and maintaining some semblance of calm and order may seem impossible or like a tall order. But we've got some suggestions for you. There are some easy props you can use around the house to help your kids burn off some energy. You can throw the couch cushions or patio furniture cushions on the floor and have the kids do some somersaults and other tumbling rolls. You could place some cushions close to the wall and have the kids do handstands. Remember those things, handstands? Have a challenge to see who can stay up the longest. The cushions are so if they fall, they won't hit the floor hard. You know, like we did back in our days. (laughs) Yes. Now, this next one is one of my favorites. If you have a concrete garage and there isn't a lot of stuff in there, you could let the kids roller skate, rollerblade, or skateboard in the garage. If you have enough room, that is. You could also set up an obstacle course just for fun. If you have little kids, you could also play the hot lava game. You use a handful of cushions or tea towels. You put them on the ground and you have the kids jump to each one. Basically, they're pretending that they're not burning in the fiery pit. They're jumping past the lava. That sounds cool. But hey, what do you do about older kids like tweens and teens? Well, as long as it's warm outside, you could go out for a walk or a short bike ride, and also as long as you're practicing the social distancing rules, and they're not going with friends. There are also lots of fitness programs on Amazon, from yoga and Pilates to Zumba and HIIT workouts that are all included with Amazon Prime. Oh, also, if you don't have Prime, you can look on YouTube. There's tons of videos there that you can exercise or work out to. Yes, there are. Well, here's just a few other ideas. You could organize a movie night via streaming or DVDs in your house with lights out and popcorn or whatever snacks your kids eat. Now, there's always board games or card game nights. 
And you can teach your kids how to play chess. You know, that's really good for teaching strategy. And if you don't know how to play yourself, why not both learn? Two great YouTube sites are chess.com and Chess Network. Both of these sites teach everything from beginners to advanced players how to succeed in chess. Now, there's another one called Storytime from Space. And that's where one of the astronauts reads a book in space and your kids can watch and listen. This is at storytimefromspace.com. Well, that sounds like fun. I may have to check that one out. And also, with spring officially here, now we're going to include some outdoor ideas for those of you who have a yard and can get out. If you're planning on having a garden this year, why not give that over to your kids and let them research what types of fruits and veggies should be planted, where they can purchase them from, and when they should go in the ground. Some places are still going to have freezing, so you might have to wait on sticking them in the ground just right away. Now, have them map out the project. You know, I've personally done this the last few years with our kids, and I'm always amazed at how much they enjoy the process. And a side benefit is they actually enjoy working in the garden because they created it. So a fun site for an easy way to garden is Square Foot Gardening. If you hadn't heard of it, you should absolutely check it out. So I believe this year will be the third year we've done this. I think that's right. Okay. And we don't do any of the work. Kids do it all. It's pretty cool. But hey, that's coming for someone that doesn't eat their veggies anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Now, you don't have to do a veggie garden. You could also do this with a section of the yard that you'd like to landscape. Let your kids research plants and put together their own design. You know, Martha Stewart would be a great resource for this. And don't forget the simple joy of bird watching. Start a list of names or pictures of what you see. And if you don't have any bird books at home, here are two online resources you can use. Both of these sites have amazing pictures as well as detailed descriptions and will keep your kids busy for hours checking out all the birds. So you can check out audubon.org and birds.cornell.edu. If you have a budding artist, you may want to have them start a sketchbook of the birds they've seen in the yard. Now, I want to be the first to say that during this time, over the next few days or weeks, your house is going to get trashed or at least not look the way you'd like it to look. But you can have your kids help clean it up. This is the perfect time to teach them how to do the laundry, clean the bathrooms, wash dishes, or load the dishwasher, make a meal plan, and create a grocery list, balance a checkbook, and make a schedule. And from one parent to another, let me just say, the goal that all of us should have is to remain calm, help everyone stay healthy, and most important, make this a time that our kids will look back on and say, you know what, it stunk that we weren't in school and that we missed out on some things. But I had some great times with my parents and my brothers and sisters or any other family members that are around. Remember, you're making memories that will stay with your kids forever. How you interact with them and the things you do together right now, they can build a bond that will last a lifetime. So let's not lose sight of the big picture. I encourage you to take advantage of the time you have with them because eventually they're not going to be there. And finally, I'll leave you with this thought. Don't forget that everyone needs some quiet time every day. This is a trying time for everyone, and no one should expect to be entertaining, teaching, or engaging their kids all day long. You should implement a daily quiet time to calm things down and give both you and your kids a break. Well, that wraps up another show. Have a great week, and remember, you can do this.
Thanks for listening to Your Kid's Secret Life with Lisa and Chris Good. To submit your questions, sign up for our free cyber alert emails, or for information on today's show, please go to yourkidssecretlife.com forward slash radio. You can also connect with us on Facebook at Your Kid's Secret Life.